A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Dan, is your touch-up appearance on? What does that mean? You know, on Zoom, so you can look <laughs> super cute. No? How do you do no? that? Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. Hey, welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay. I'm James Barr, I'm gay, he's Dan Hudson, he's non-gay. Hello, welcome along, welcome to the show. Um, Today we're joined from Los Angeles by Nikki Levy. Um, She is what James was called a power lesbian. Um, I'm not sure about that term myself. Oh, wow. (laughs) Why? Are you just unsure you can say it? Is that the problem? Partly that. I mean, I'm not a lesbian either, so... Well, it's partly that, but it's also partly that you call everybody who is a lesbian a power lesbian, so I don't know... Ooh, tea. So I don't know who is... That's not true, actually. I don't think I called Adele Roberts a power lesbian. That's true. Is she not one? (laughs) I mean, I don't need to comment either way. I'm just fact-checking you. Right, okay. Well, as well as being a uh, possible power lesbian, um, Nikki is a, <laughs> she's also a film exec and a TV host, and she's the creator of the LA Comedy Night and hilarious podcast, Don't Tell My Mother, where some amazing guests tell their mother's stories that they don't want them to hear. Thank you for calling me an amazing guest, Dan. Uh, well, we, I guess, were an amazing guest, yes, on that podcast recently. <laughs> as a collective don't tell my mother it's such a good podcast we both went on and i had to tell my mum about the affair i had with my school teacher which my mum didn't really seem that bothered by bizarre uh we will put a link to that podcast in our episode notes amazingly no one has ever actually asked nikki about the story she doesn't want her mother to hear so we're gonna hear that on the podcast today yes uh plus also some vibrator chat and why she hardly has any straight guests uh, on her show. You sound so awkward when you say the word vibrator. Plus, Nikki and her wife are trying for a baby, so we're going to hear how that works. Let's do this. This happens on your podcast. Basically, you find out something from your guests, and then you yes. get the mum on, and they have to expose themselves to their own mother. I mean, it's quite yeah. a twisted concept, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> what is your own Don't Tell My Mother story? Oh, God. Can I be honest? And nobody's actually asked me that? Which is what? Really? How has no one asked you that? Okay, so the reason I started Don't Tell My Mother, which was originally a live show here in L.A. for, like, almost a decade is because I told I told my mother everything. Like, I tell my mother everything. She's nosy, Jewish, you know, loud lady from the Bronx, you know. And we, I, I grew up with her saying, you have to tell me everything. And when I eventually got into therapy and learned about boundaries, you know, I was like, Mom, it's not healthy for me to tell you everything. And she's like, well, then say you're not going to tell me, but tell me anyway. But now I'm really thinking, does she know that my wife and I went to she I don't think she knows that my wife and I before we were married went to a sex club in Portland Oregon which is just a really cool place and we were not like with other people because that's not our thing but we were with each other and I put my purse which by the way you weren't even you were supposed to put your purse in a locker but I kept my purse because it had my vibrator in it and like my phone and the whole point is you're not supposed to have your purse because you're not supposed to have a phone and I put the purse on a little shelf in the room and the room has a door by the way but it has a curtain while we while my wife and I were in that room having sex somebody stole my purse no 
swear to God, they stole my purse, meaning they stole the vibrator, because it was all in there. They stole my phone. It was my driver's license, my credit card. And I had to fly back to Portland. I had to get to the airport hours in advance. And luckily, I had a picture of my passport on my on my computer for some reason somewhere. And I was able to access it on iPhoto. So I was able to somehow get it. But like, yeah, I absolutely lost my... Is that me buzzing or you? I think it's you. If you find your vibrator. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) It was here this whole time. (laughs) Wait, did you tell your mother that someone stole your purse? I don't think I told her any of it. You just kept that whole thing a secret? Yeah, because I'm trying, James, to tell her less. And honestly, as I get older, it's easier. Which part do you not want to know? The sex club bit or the fact that someone nicked your wallet? Or the whole thing? I think it's the whole thing. But since I'm such an asshole and trying to teach her about money, the fact that someone literally stole my credit cards and I like took my eyes off my purse to, you know, have sex with my wife is is probably actually the more embarrassing part. <laughs> it is hilarious that you put your purse down and had sex with your wife in a room of strangers. Well, were they watching? I, well, well, obviously people were lo- could have looked because they came in to steal the purse. <laughs> right. This is why I'm so, getting... Would I have is, known like, if there was a crowd? Probably not. <laughs> I think that's quite emotional to lose your vibe. Like, I don't know how connected to it you were, but I've had some very good friends in vibra- like from vibrators in my life. Like, wait, you you men have vibrators? Gay men have vibrators. Yeah, what? You don't know I that? Did, I actually did not know that. How did you miss that? I don't know. For your butt? Well, yeah, of course. Where else? <laughs> I, I no, well, I just wherever. don't know because I. <laughs> well, you wouldn't I put did... it in your mouth, would you? Why would you do that? I thought more of a dildo. I didn't realize a vibrator. Are they not the same thing? What's the difference between a dildo and a vibrator? Oh one vibrates and one doesn't have to. The dildo just goes in. I mean, you right. could have a vibrating dildo. Exactly. Isn't a vibrating dildo a vibrator? Well, see, here's where we have to get specific. I don't like vibrators that are internal. I just don't. Yeah. What do you mean so, internal? Uh, like inside. Okay. Inside what? So, so think the about this. You know down. how... So there are vibrators, right, that are kind of long and they go inside the vagina. Right. And some can vibrate and some don't have to. Right. You have some I like the ones that are very small and vibrate and they don't go inside. They're just for your clitoris. Okay. I've Mm. had both kinds, but Mm. I, you could ask me anything. I've had both kinds. I've had so many kinds, so many kinds, expensive ones, cheap ones, plastic ones, silicon, you know, everything, metal. But I like the ones that are just $20. They're called the pocket (laughs) rocket. I I wish they sponsored this podcast or me. They don't. It's called the pocket (laughs) rocket. They're super cheap and they just go in your clitoris and they're just fantastic. Oh, I love those. I've had a Duracell, a Duracell, a Durex one before. Yeah, because really I've good. had the Durex too. But my favorite of all time was it had a suction pad on the end. So it, you could stick it to your fridge or any sort of surface that it would, that would work, like that the suction would stick to. And you could like go backwards in on it. That's so cool. That was really fun. That if, was my favorite if ever. If it's going in like that, how do you? How can you ensure that it doesn't get stuck in? They're big enough that they don't get stuck. It's not like a tampon. The pocket rocket could get stuck. Well, the pocket rocket is not supposed to go inside. But if it did go inside, then you could just push it out, couldn't you? Yeah. The vagina has a lot of muscles. So does the butthole. Um, yeah. Dan, you're muscular. missing out on so much. Evidently, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe you said, where does it go? I didn't say, where does it go? I said, what do you mean inside? Because that wasn't... <laughs> That wasn't clear. I think it's quite clear. A gay and a non-gay. (laughs) 
So we're really lucky to have you today because you are very busy oh. with your own podcast, which you've you've turned into a podcast after the pandemic, and also yeah. your new Audible show, Owning It, which is yeah. amazing and has an insane amount of guests on there. Aww. Tell us about Chase Strangio. Okay, so... I'll backtrack and just tell you, Owning It is the special that I did for Audible for Pride Month. It's my fourth special with them. So every year I host it with someone new. This year I hosted it with Alexandra Billings, who's from Transparent, The Connors, and she's returning to to Broadway in September. She's in Wicked. She's like the first trans character in that show. She's amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so we host it and then it's like, you know, really cool, you know, queer celebrities telling a true story. So it's, it's what I love, right? And this year it's, you know, Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows and Deanna Reasonover from NCIS. I don't know if that's big in the UK, but it's really big here. NCIS. It's like a procedural show. Um, and then Chase Strangio. And Chase Strangio is um, one of, well, I will say Chase Strangio is the lawyer at the ACLU, which is the American Civil Liberties Union. And he is the 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 guy who fought and won the first ever trans Supreme Court case here in the United States. And it was a huge deal. Um, the verdict came down during the pandemic. And uh, the the case was about uh, a trans woman named Amy Stevens, who was fired from her job at a funeral home for coming out as trans. And she had worked there for like six years. Wow. And she came out and actually didn't think it would be that big of a deal because she had a great relationship with her boss and it was a big deal and she got fired and the case went all the way to the supreme court because it became not just about amy and getting fired but every single person can you be fired for being lgbtq and can you be denied housing it even went to that for coming out as gay, trans, you know, queer. And um, it was a humongous case and it all happened before the pandemic, but then they didn't get the verdict till during the pandemic. And the verdict is that they won. And because of Chase Strangio fighting, and Chase is a trans guy, by the way, trans lawyer, because of Chase and his team fighting for it, everyone in America is protected by the Supreme Court for being gay. You can't be fired from your job. You can't be fired from, you know, you can't be... Uh, I don't know, booted from your flat for being queer. And, and knowing as little as I do about the Supreme Court, that's amazing because there's a lot of Trump picks in there, right? Who could have easily it, gone the other way. That's exactly why this the case was so scary because he didn't know if the people who were Trump appointees would go you know, for him or, or against him. And I think one went for him and one went against one went against it. But in the end, we won. Living in LA, by the way, I'm so spoiled, I guess, but I didn't realize it was state by state. So maybe California, I'm protected, right? They can't fire me for being gay and they never would, probably. But Arizona or Georgia, if you're not lucky enough or or if you don't live in one of these liberal cities in a liberal state, then I didn't realize that your like your own civil rights were at risk. I literally didn't know. So Chase t- tells the story of getting this case and fighting this case all the way to the Supreme Court, getting through a pandemic with his kid and finding out, oh, my God, we won. We changed the course of history for queer people in this country. That's wow. incredible. And the fact that, that nobody really knows that. Right. And and Laverne Cox. Do you guys know Laverne Cox? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Laverne Cox was really instrumental. She's a really good friend of Chase's. And, you know, uh, she was really instrumental in getting everybody to know what Chase was fighting for. So I reached out to Laverne Cox, a longtime friend and, of course, an amazing actor and advocate. 
I called her in a sheer panic and said, Laverne, no one is paying attention to this, and our rights for a generation depend on it. She was nominated that year for an Emmy for her role on Orange is the New Black. After our call, Laverne immediately jumped into action and used her Emmy press tour to raise awareness about Amy's case. Back to Don't Tell My Mother, who is like your favorite guest? Adam Rippon is one of my favorites. Oh, What's what did Adam, Adam tell his mom? So Adam told the story about when he was a kid, he learned from this other boy that he kind of had a crush on at school what porn was. Uh-huh. And one of the people said to him, Adam, if you go to dicks.com, it's not the sporting goods store. Because Dick's is a sporting goods store. And so he would get up at like six for Dick's every morning because there was just one computer and it was the family computer. And so he'd be like dial up like. Love that. And he would just look at like the homepage of Dick's.com. And one time he got a virus on the computer. Oh, no. Yeah. And then he. Yes. So he, he, he copped to his mom, Kelly. And she's like. Adam, I knew those are my favorites because, you know, not everyone can call their mother because on the on the on the on the podcast, people tell me a story. Right. And that they don't want their moms to know or, or they don't think their moms knew. But sometimes their mothers did know and they didn't know their mothers knew. So the best is what we get to call their moms, you know, and their moms either didn't know or were like, oh, yeah, I totally knew. <laughs> and then it's like the jokes on the person, honestly, because they're more embarrassed than the mother. And I was like, oh, like, I knew I saw dicks. Or in, calm oh in your God. history. In James's case, the mum is just not that bothered. <laughs> yeah, she's not. James, when you did, when you did, when you did your story, which was hilarious about dating this this teacher after the fact. When we told your mother, she was like so British. Do you remember my teacher, Mister? Yes, I remember the name. Did you know that when I was eighteen? I had an affair with him. No. No. Was he also was he also Rebecca's teacher at one point too? He might have been. But guy gets around. Did she have an affair with him too? (laughs) (laughs) Well, not if he was gay, I don't suppose so. Could have been could have been bisexual. No, James, I don't think I knew that. No. How long was that for? Um, a couple of months. Okay, I'm going to have my biscuit now. <laughs> Basically, she I, I think I've traumatised her that she just wasn't surprised. She's just like, oh, okay, cool. James's <laughs> mum is so chill. Like, we make jokes about her in the live sh- in our live shows and whatnot, and she's there. And like, I'm... No! Yeah. He's insinuated that he slept with my mum on many occasions. What? But Does she... she react? Yeah, she thinks it's funny. She sort of plays <laughs> along with it. So it is funny, but it is, it is embarrassing for me. I don't know why. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. When, when mothers don't get embarrassed, the kids get embarrassed. Right, and it's like yeah. your mother. Oh, it's so embarrassing. You know she's never been on this podcast. My mum has never been on again and on game. Why? Not, what, what are you talking about? Not properly. Okay, well... Are you going to have her? Well, I've had her quite a few times, actually, Nikki. But... <laughs> For God's sake. Hey! That's the, oh, my God. That's the, I, that's the kind oh, of joke. you just set him up perfectly yeah, I mean, there. Guys, our big gay show is coming. We're so close to announcing our first guest. We cannot wait to see you there in person. You can get tickets right now. Go to gaynongay.com forward slash live. Yes, it's happening on September 10th in Cavendish Square. 
in central London as part of Underbelly Festival. It's actually really awesome. It feels like a mini Edinburgh festival in the middle of London and everything's so complicated at the minute because of COVID. But this event is happening. We are going to be at Underbelly on Friday, the 10th of September at 9.15pm. Get your friends involved. Buy yourself a ticket right now and we'll see you then. Yes, gainongay.com slash live. We're back with Nikki Levy. Yeah, many straight people on your podcast, I notice. You know, we've we've had like three straight guys so far. Three straight guys. So I guess that's not that many. Is that, what, in 10 years? (laughs) Well, the podcast has only been around a few months. So the podcast, we've recorded three straight men. Okay, three. Only three. For the live show, man, we've probably had... 10 to 15 but that's in that's in like 10 years wow otherwise it's women or people who identify as women so i want to be clear about that or queer men yeah not a ton of straight men but can i tell you why let me just say this because dan i want your thoughts on this the the whole point of don't tell my mother and what makes a really good story is when people are really vulnerable right like they poke fun at themselves and they just celebrate their their weirdness i guess that's it rather than even making fun of themselves they're celebrating the things that are vulnerable and i find that straight men have the hardest time with that they want to put up a show and funny and this and that almost like a wall of things as opposed to just like get more introspective and laugh at themselves. That's probably true. I don't think I'm like that. But like, I really don't. Other yeah. than there's a difference between being like that sort of in semi-private and broadcasting it to like the whole world. That's yeah. a bit different. Do you yes. think you're vulnerable? I don't really know what that means. I, I know what the adjective means, but I don't know what it means in this context. Vulnerable is saying, oh, you know, I'm a bit sad today. I could do with some help. That's a good example of vulnerable. That's vulnerable in the most simple way. Right. I don't think you would say that. I think you would give it a front. Like you'd say, oh, I'm so busy rather than saying, oh, I'm so mm. sad. Do you know what I mean? I don't think you'd cut. I don't think you'd go in yourself. No, I don't, I don't think that's actually true. <laughs> if I am saying I'm really busy, it's because I genuinely am. I, de- I definitely have a couple of mates who are terrified of getting mugged off in any respect. Do you know what I mean? What so does mugged off mean? Just like looking like an idiot or like. Okay, okay. I know that I'm going to get mugged off whatever I do. So it, it doesn't matter. Sorry, I think you're right. Yeah, it's probably easier to get gay people. I think gay people have been mugged off routinely so often. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point. So that they don't. They, so making fun shit. of themselves in a way is taking back the power. Right, we're like so broken, aren't we? <laughs> that yeah, we'll openly I, just talk about our insecurities because it's the only way through that. Yeah, I and I think we've had to sit in them for so long, sit in a lot of shame. and um, But I imagine, Dan, that you've had experiences where you felt on the outside, just because that's a normal human feeling. But I think as gay people, queer people, like I know for me, I've always felt like the outsider. And I think it's partly a queer gay thing. I think it's partly like I grew up in such a, God, like such an embarrassing household, you know, that like I just always felt like weird. So... As opposed to feeling bad still, now I just have fun with it. Two unlikely friends take on the world. You and your wife are pregnant, is that right? You're no, we're not pregnant yet. Oh my God, okay. I thought I, I've accidentally announced something that's not true. <laughs> we're, we're, no, no, I mean, you're, you're, we're on the way. We're so, you know, two women, right? It's like, you can't just like poke and stuff. I mean, you can poke. So right now I'm poking my stomach with needles. I'm shooting right. myself in the stomach. Oh my God. So, you, so how does this work then? Because Dustin Lars White was on recently one. talking about he and Tom Daly and having yep. a baby and how they went through all of that. So what's happening in your life? How does it work? So in my life, a number of years ago, when I, before I ever met my wife, I 
froze embryos. So I picked a sperm donor from a catalog, literally. I got my eggs taken out, extracted, and I made little baby cocktails, you know, so there's little like embryos on ice, seven of them. Wow. And with the sperm already in them? Yeah. Okay. That's fertilized. What I fertilized is. the eggs. Yeah. And so, and I love my sperm donor. I don't know him, but I love what I've read about him. He's the cutest guy. I've named him Brian. In my head, his name is Brian. I don't know why. <laughs> so you go through a catalog and choose totally the different... Totally go through. It's, it's, it's pretty much like, you know, Match.com. You have baby pics. You have kid pics. But no dick pics. No dick oh, pics. Okay. So that's like I mean, grinder. I, I was not going to ask. <laughs> no dick pics. Um, so it's... Yeah, so I did that. And now to actually like transfer the embryo into my body, I'm going to be the... I'm going to be the vessel. I have to take a whole bunch of shots and a whole bunch of tests and ultrasounds and blood work. And I'm shooting, I'm shooting hormones into my belly. Wow. For like a month. And, and then I'm in the you process. put the embryo inside your womb. They put it in, they put it in, yes. Through That's my so vagina. Exciting. That's how it works. So when my friend Dan was trying for a, a child with his husband. <laughs> I know it's not you. They were getting so angry. They were like, why is this so difficult? It's so it's not fair that gay people have to go through all of this trauma. And it must be much harder for gay men because they don't have a womb. I know. They don't have the oven ready to go. But do you feel some of that too? Or are you just like on this, this journey and you're like really excited? And because it's your body and it's your embryo, I guess, is it different? I've had a lot of fear about it. A lot of fear. When I froze these embryos, I was like, this is great. I'm going to freeze them. You know, it's going to be great. I'm so excited to have kids. And now I'm like, man, I have this great wife. You know, I love her so much. We sleep in, you know, like with the dog, you know. I'm like, do I really want to ruin it? Do I really want to ruin my life? That's where I'm, that's where I've been. But the truth is we've been wanting kids. We've said we want kids or at least one kid. And Scarlett and I have a really good marriage. And I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm excited, but I'm nervous. But I also think I'll be a really good mom because yesterday we were driving to have uh, fried chicken and then I had to stop short because I'm because I stop short all the time and like I always put my arm up like the soccer mom arm save and that's like <laughs> nothing like I do that all the time but then when we got to the to the it was like this fast food place and you know everyone's like eating outside and like we got a table and I literally got hand sanitizer on a napkin and started like scrubbing the table <laughs> and Scarlett is like okay mom and I'm like these are natural inclinations of mine, so I actually do think I'm going to be a good mother. Uh, thanks so much, Nikki. We will speak to you soon. All right, I love you guys so much. Thank you, you for too. getting me up in the morning here. Congratulations on mm. your journey right now. Good luck. Love you. And thank you for having us on your podcast too. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. Uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support gay and non-gay. Visit gaynongay.com slash donate. <laughs> 